This episode of Takes from the Nosebleed is sponsored by Roster Guy Sports. Give them a follow at Roster Guy on Twitter and check out their website at rosterguy.com for your latest sports fix. Welcome to Takes from the Nosebleeds. Good evening. Welcome back to the Takes from the Nosebleeds where we talk about sports and fun stuff and whine about how Kyle Lowry's hurt and how I want to give up my ankle in order for him to go back and play. Because, I mean, it takes a lot of weight to support an ass like that. Because, as Joey can attest to, shorty be thick. I don't know I don't know if he can argue with me on that. He's a, uh, he's a big man. I, I know... Uh, J- I know you guys all. That's your that's your baby up in Toronto. He's been up there probably for the last ten years, right? I, I, I don't know, I'm going I don't know off. If anybody saw, yeah, he's been here since like 2012, so like about yeah. six or so, six seven years. Um, what was also funny was uh, the national anthem, the uh, the American national anthem, uh, was really funny because uh, they played like a saxophone rendition of it, which was nice. But like the last, uh, like the second last verse before the ending of the song. He just like dragged that note like super super long, and then the meme was just Lowry's face was just like, "What the f is this guy doing?" It was it was. I'll see if I can find. I think I liked the someone did a tweet of it. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to the group chat, uh, but only Joey will get the uh, the reference of it, which I'm hoping Joey comes back soon. I think he muted his mic for something, but we'll we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but now let's get to rafters. We are doing rafters for the first time in what two, three weeks? About yeah. that. So the last weeks, rafter yeah. poll was won by Cole again. I'm on a hot streak now. Uh, after so three straight. Low, yeah, I'm, I've gotten hot. I love how Cole like was like I haven't won one, and then turns around and wins three. Mm-hmm. So cool. Cole, Cole's just doing a reverse LeBron right now, where he starts by winning nothing and then proceeds to win like two or three championships Sounds, that's, that's, uh, that's what you gotta that's what you gotta do man it's the uh it's it's how success stories are born i mean you you don't win the you don't the dynasties aren't built in a day they're built in a uh over time so you see I, that? Well, me the warriors fan, i wish i can buy that me the warriors and lebron james it's just all neck and neck all right, so let's dive into our rafters topic for today, which is the top, I guess, all of our top five draft busts of all time across sports. So uh, there are going to be no rules. You can pick whoever you want as long as you can justify your picks. I'm going to start off because I am always Mr. Uh, Tank Nation here. Uh, I – Joey speak. You guys hear me now? Oh, yes, we yes, can. Yes. All right. Yeah, all right. Had some, okay. Had some technical, had some technical errors, I guess. It's not me this time. I think we're good now. Oh, yeah. We'll be all good now. I find, so. like, whenever I, whenever like, we record, I have the problems before, but then afterwards, like, I'm, I'm smooth sailing. But before <laughs> we get into the rafters, before I forget, let's plug our boys at Robster Guy Sports. Uh, I know I gave them a plug at the beginning of every episode, but we'll give them a plug again. Special thanks to them for sponsoring this segment. Follow them at RosterGuy on Twitter and go to RosterGuy.com for more content. Without further ado, 
boys, my first pick, it's a basketball pick, which we'll get into the, the NBA playoffs shortly after what the hell happened today. My pick is actually fairly recent. It is the 2013 number one overall pick, oh, Mr. Yeah. Anthony Bennett, making my list. <laughs> the I, I didn't want to rip it on him because he's a Toronto boy, but I mean, like, dude, this man had such bad luck. This guy was not... Wasn't he, like, plagued to being, like, he's, uh, generational? Brampton's finest. Is he from Brampton? Oh, my. Oh, no yeah. wonder. Yeah, he went to friggin', uh, he went to Brampton and then he went uh, and played college over in uh, in Nevada. But the dude literally, what's really funny is if you look at his his highest three point percentage was .304, and that was five years ago, and that was arguably his best uh, his best season when he was with uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. By the way, he literally did not spend like more than I think like two years on a team. Because like he, well, uh, the Raptors gave him a shot a few years ago and that didn't work out. I also picked this one ironically because the two teams that he played for near the end of his NBA career are currently playing a playoff series right now. So I just thought that was a nice little touch. He started went from the Timberwolves to the Raptors for about a year or so, then he got cut, then he went to the Nets, and then he got cut. Or he got waived, excuse me. And then he basically played uh, the Turkish Super League. And then finally ended up, uh, he was technically signed by the Suns in uh, in the fall of, of 2017. But then he just basically played in the G League for, for the remainder of that time. Um, and his last NBA contract, he signed with the Rockets and he was waived. So the poor guy can't catch a break. So I'm picking my boy Anthony Bennett to start off. Whoever's next, you got to Big one to follow. I believe it is Luke next or Joey? Yes, me. It is Luke Luke next. Okay, all right. Go on ahead, Luke. So I'm taking the next obvious one. Um, I'm taking Vine Leaf, as everyone knows by this point. I think everyone knows by this point what Vine Leaf has done, but for those who don't, uh, selected second behind Peyton Manning, the Chargers thought, hey, let's get this guy since we can't get Peyton Manning. Let's get this quarterback and I hope he does things for a future. And third game against the Kansas City Chiefs, fumbles, what, like four times? Fumbled four times. I think he threw like five, five interceptions. Went one for 15. Um, after that, he pretty much went downhill from there. He yelled at a reporter in the locker room for, I think, asking a question. I can't remember why he did that, but I remember it happened. And after that, he just went on a straight downhill course for his career. And... And his life was pretty disastrous, too. He actually was... Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he in a mental mental hospital for drugs or something? Uh, he might have been in rehab. I know drugs was definitely something that he was uh, he was involved in. He's gotten arrested multiple times. He, he had a uh, substance abuse issue. I don't know if he went to uh, mental, but I know he had, he had, he had gone to rehab, Luke. Actually, oh, yeah, okay. uh... Well, now that you mention it, Luke, I actually just uh, Wikipedia'd him, and apparently he was arrested back in May on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge. So, needless to say, the poor guy hasn't really he had still, the best luck with he life. He still can't catch a break, yeah. And think about it. If he just, you know, maybe played, I mean, a little better or something like that, maybe think, he has all his issues. He only played about 
not even. He only plays three full seasons. And then he's put the two, like, the better part of two seasons with the Bucks and the Cowboys. And then he decided, I'm going to retire because no one else is going to want to freaking sign me. Yeah. That sucks. What sucks Honestly, is that the last time that I remember Ryan Leaf was uh, the episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Which, Cole, I think you know what I'm talking about, where they did mm-hmm. the commercial. But, uh, but yeah, that's actually a really solid. I was going to go with that one, but then I was like, no, Anthony Bennett, man. But, that uh, was, I mean, those are top two of the top. Those are I mean, I two, can't fault two big ones, two different sports off the board. All right. So, Cole, or no, Joey, you're up next. I think I have right. a funny feeling I know which one you're going to take. So, sticking with the NFL quarterbacks, we've got Oakland selecting Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, Russell in 2007. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, this one was weird because, well, Jamarcus Russell took the took the football world by storm, obviously. Like, once they're winning the, the Sugar Bowl, I believe it was that was year. Was the national championship? Because then... LSU beat Ohio State in 2007? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then, yeah, he signed a big contract after getting drafted. He was touted as the future and then just was everything but that and probably set the Raiders back a lot further than they than they would be today. <laughs> Who's their quarterback now? I keep forgetting. Derek, Derek Carr and Mark Mariota are both oh, there. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot oh, Mariota went there. Everything that's happened in the NFL in the NFL offseason, I've just completely forgot about. Yeah. Random question while we're on the topic of the Oakland Raiders. Did Jamarcus Russell seal their fate like prematurely that the move was gonna happen just because the of the the poor seasons while he was there setting them back as much as they did? Like I feel like that might have been like the straw that broke the camel's back. And then it just slow or like the, the tipping point that slowly sunk the boat. Yeah, the Raiders were a laughing stock for like years since they drafted him until like you can argue still now even, but I'd say still now, yeah. They they haven't had a winning season since like what? Well they, they, no, they was it the seventeen they were in the playoffs? Yeah, but that was I think in the wild card game, wasn't it? And they yeah. lost that I think. And they yeah, it's crapshoot right there, which really is a shame, but I don't know. All right, Cole. You got. Uh, I got the double deuce. Don't you I? got the double picks? You got to hit twice on this one. You got the du- the back to back. You got the Brian Burke Sedin picks. I am I think, taking. I don't think you would get that one. That's a hockey reference, but I'm going to take. Only, was that the last like occurrence of a GM getting like back to back picks in a draft? Like well, the Bruins had three straight and completely missed on all of them. Oh yeah, they could have gotten Barzell and they didn't. That was horrible. Okay. I mean, they're the Bruins still. Who gives a shit? Anyway, Cole. I'm going to take two big men uh, that were drafted in front of Hall of Fame players. Uh, I know we wanted to vary, but these two have not gone off the board yet. First up, taking Sam Bowie to the Portland Trailblazers. He was selected uh, before Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, and John Stockton uh, in the 1984 draft. So I, I couldn't miss that one. That's one of the most notorious. Michael Jordan was drafted after him. So that was uh, – I couldn't – I was hoping I'd get that one, and I did. And the next one, similar situation. I'm going to take Darko Milicic to the Pistons. He was selected oh, before cool. Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. So two oh, guys wow. that yeah. two guys that might not have been, like, horrible players, but the guys that were selected after them, 
immediately made it look worse than what it was. For sure, yeah. All right. You got to follow two big basketball busts, Joey. I'm going to move it on to hockey. Well, I'm going to say don't, don't do it. the start of a trend. Fail for nail, Yakupov. Damn it. That? Fine. Okay, basically, so, uh, cool. basically um, he was like um uh, the Oilers left wing in the 2011 or 2012 NHL draft. He was like considered yeah, to be one of the best players. First overall and was labeled yeah. as generational. Nail, he Yakupov? didn't do it. His, his no. first name's Nail. No, that's the only thing I was concerned with. His yeah. first name is Nail. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the yeah, season yeah. going in, like, people thinking they were saying, "Oh, we're gonna fail for Nail." That was the whole thing. And, basically, uh, it's just like it's just basically like what the uh, uh, Sixers tank do. Tank for Tua. Tank for Tua. Yeah. Well, six, what the Sixers yeah. do with trust the process. Yeah, I got Something you. Like okay. Just like yeah. He had. A very terrible rookie season, like, compared to, like, other first overall picks. And just, you know, given the benefit of, of the doubt as a rookie, but he just did not pick it up after that. He was out of the NHL by 2017, not even five years after getting drafted. And I don't even know if he's still playing in Russia right now. He, he uh, is honestly. still playing in Russia. He's playing with St. Petersburg, SKA, or the KHL. Yeah, he's playing on Putin's team. Wow. Is that is Putin a St. Petersburg fan? I'm pretty sure. I mean, that sounds about right. Isn't St. Petersburg like the most overpowered, like, stock team in, in all the KHL? Yeah, we're the only KHL team that doesn't have to abide by a salary cap. Oh, yeah, and they have friggin' – okay, I, I'm looking at their roster like the last uh, – in 2018. Actually, no, what was their roster this year? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, they had Datsuk. No wonder. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that I was gonna be one of my picks, but I got, I got better ones. I got better ones. Oh, Luke, you got you gotta be you gotta you gotta be, do better than fail for nail. You gotta get a catchy a catchy little uh, saying with yours. I don't know. I don't know if there is, but we'll we'll find something. Uh, who's Luke, up next? Luke. 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 Okay, Luke, so I'm going to take our very first baseball one. I'm going to take Mark Apple, first overall selection to the Houston Astros in 2013. A pal. A pal, thank he, you. Well, whatever. Yeah, has he, he came up and struggled, right? Yeah. Basically, he never played any professional games, according to this. Okay. Like he, never, he never did. Um, but he said, he, um, he said they expected him to be the pitching centerpiece of the dynasty. They have worked for the years to build, but he could never find a success in many base success many in baseball thought he would. He decided posting high ERAs, and he says he's taking an indefinite break from baseball. So pretty much just the idea of drafting a guy that pretty much just um yeah pretty much just drafting a guy who thought I'm that's gonna be the pitching when years later you still you got Verlander and Cole makes you wonder why. What was the point of drafting him in the first place? So at least getting better pictures on your um, on your farm team or something like that. So this guy take, never fits any games. Take it right before Chris Bryant, which, I mean, I don't know if you guys have takes on Chris Bryant. I have some Chris Bryant takes later in the show because, well, boy, that guy stinks. Yeah. All right. Now it comes to me. I'm going to get a baseball pick off the board, and I'm going to get a hockey pick off the board. We'll start with my baseball pick. This one is hilarious when uh, thinking of the context of it. 
Uh, I know his career, like, when he eventually got called up was okay, but still, like, the person itself deserves to be labeled as a bust. And I'm going to go with the 2004 number one overall pick uh, from the 2004 MLB draft, Matt Bush. Ooh. Why aren't you drafting a uh, reliever first overall? White Sox did it with Fulmer a couple years ago. They and look how that Look he's now in the, I know, and now he's in the Tigers farm system. Number two, it took him – first of all, also, he was a Blue Jay for, like, a cup of coffee. And then he didn't ever even play a game with uh, with the team, which was hilarious in hindsight when he finally made his major league debut with, of all teams, the Texas Rangers, which, oh, oh, we'll get to the Rangers. Oh, believe me, we'll get to the Rangers. Um, but he only really played – one full season with the Rangers uh, in 2016. He played in 12 games. He played in 12 games, had a 2.65 ERA, looked pretty good. The next game in 57 games, he had a 5.16 ERA. The following year, he had a 5.09 ERA. He had Tommy John surgery in uh, 2019. So uh, yeah, not uh, not not a good first impression. And also considering he his most notable mention was he drilled Jose Bautista with a ball. And also, if you guys look at his, like, uh, history with alcohol and uh, his uh, serious charges, it was really bad. The guy apparently ran over a cop, and he ran over his head. But thankfully, the guy had his helmet on. So, I mean... Should I even call him a bust, or should I just call him a felon? I'm still going to uh, stick by the pick. But could be, uh, could, could be but, uh, one of both there. Do we want to do we want to vote on it? No, I, I I think it works. I mean, he, he struggled. Yeah, he struggled. And then, he's, he, like you said, he's most notable for drilling um, Jose Batista. No one knows him else for his career, and he was a first-round pick, so... That was also the Texas Rangers highlight in their career. Let's uh, in their franchise. Let's uh, let's leave that there. Now, finally, let's go to the hockey draft. And I'm gonna do something I haven't really done yet, considering mainly this is uh, an American show. We haven't really ripped on Canadian teams. I'm gonna rip on the Ottawa Senators. And Joey, I think you and Luke know where I'm going with this. Oh, the first this overall guy? pick is it? in the in the 1993 NHL entry draft, yeah. Alexandre yeah. Daigle. Yep, that's right. Which, mm-hmm. Holy shit. This guy literally was... Okay, let me let me read you his point totals for his entire career. He started with 51, which was good. Then he had 37. It's not that great. Then 17. Really bad. Then he had 51 again. Oh, he's good all of a sudden. That's 21. Then 42. Then here are his final totals in, in the league. 16, 26, 17, 5... Or no, the two. Yeah, okay, no, yeah, 17. The five was with uh, the two teams that he was traded for. 17, 26, 51, and 21. Which okay, he's had a couple of 50-point seasons, but like the dude was just awful. The dude only hit over 20 goals once, and his career plus-minus is a minus 137. Which, uh, if you don't know what plus-minus is, for the people that are listening, it's basically the stat of showing you uh, if you were on how many 
how many goals were scored while you were on the ice, basically non-contributing. And in his rookie season, he was a minus 45. Or as Buffalo Sabres call it, a Rasmus Ristolainen season. And I had to rip on the mm. Sabres too, because why not? Uh, I was tempted to go on another pick. We might see another pick later. I think I might have given it away, but we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, I'm taking Alex Daig for my third pick. And now we're sending it back to Luke for his third pick. Okay. So I'm going to take a basketball pick for mine. I'm going to take Adam Morrison, third overall to the Charlotte Hornets in 2006. So He got Morrison, Larry Bird comparisons. Yeah. The best thing I remember him for is um, the crying at the end of the at end of that six six week sixteen game at, after they lost to UCLA. That's just that's the only thing I remember him for. I don't remember him doing anything in this this NBA season. But keep in mind, um, wasn't JJ Redick better than him? Because he was like with. I think they were at different times. I. What I'll say, Luke, is he got hurt. He tore his ACL uh, yeah. the, his sophomore got, season, and that kind of ruined him. He also got diabetes. Uh, uh-huh. He, yeah, he yeah, just he just he couldn't get any luck after he got hurt. So. And which man, it's really it stinks for him though, because he could have been something great if I don't know if that all this didn't happen to him, but he just did not perform well for the Hornets at all. Twenty like, twenty-eight points per game. At school, and it was Jordan's first pick as a, a GM in Charlotte, too, to give you an idea. So, oh, man, how could how could Jordan fail like that, even as a GM? But like, he's a great basketball player, he, man. But he sucks as a GM. Well, I mean, he he was widely regarded as probably the best player in that draft. Injuries and bad luck kind yeah. of made him into the bust that it was. So, yeah, I just think that. Um, keep in mind, I just think JJ Redick was a much better pick. Was JJ Redick drafted the same year? I don't. I don't believe so. He, I he was. He was. was 2006. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I thought he was seven for some reason. Who was the 2007 draft? Was that Kwame Brown? I think it was. It might have been. No, 2007 was Greg Oden and Kevin Durant. Mm, speaking of draft busts, I hope I didn't take anybody. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I know. All right. All right. Back up on the board. Pick number three. All right. Keeping with the 2006 NBA draft, I'm going with the first overall pick in Andrea Bargnani. Mm. <laughs> All right, you you since you're from the Italian part of Ontario, you 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 handle this. Yeah, so for Cole and and uh, Luke here that don't know, the place town I live in in Ontario, uh, Woodbridge, is basically just like. Um, Canadian Italy. Everyone here is Italian. So uh, he was everyone's favorite player here. Everyone loved him, which is why I did not think he was that bad. His Raptors career, just because of that bias that was all all around me. But, um, I mean, he wasn't terrible as a rookie. And, like, he really wasn't, like, that terrible throughout his whole career. Could he have been a lot better? Absolutely. But when you look at who who went second overall, we could have gotten LaMarcus Aldridge. We could have gotten Brandon Roy, who I think would have been a very good player if he, if he just didn't have bad luck with injury. We could have gotten J.J. Redick. We could have gotten Rajon Rondo. We could have drafted Kyle Lowry. 
you could have drafted Rudy Gay too, even though they both played for the Raptors in their careers. But yeah, it's just we just, it was just a waste of a first overall pick and and set set the Raptors back for many years for sure. That was not a fun time. No. <laughs> the best is uh, last year after the Raptors won the championship, everyone here is looking back at, yes, that's right, the team that once drafted Andrea Bargnani are champions now. Deal with it. This team also drafted Charlie Hill in the wave of two. We also drafted, oh, no, and I'm not going to give away any more picks, actually. Oh, all right, so... Joey foreshadowing his homer bias for this one. <laughs> so I went double NBA the first round. I think I'm going to go double NFL the second round here. And I went old and kind of newer for the first uh, first time, and I'm going to do the same here. My first pick is going to be Trent Richardson from Alabama. He was one of the high, most highly regarded running backs coming out of Alabama. Uh, he was probably compared – he was – had the same amount of hype as Adrian Peterson did. Um, but then uh, he ended up playing the AAF and CFL for a first round guy picked third overall. He did not live up to all the noise and bright lights around him that he can't coming out of Alabama with. Uh, Fun then, fact. I was at his C the, his CFL debut game. It was in Toronto. He, and I, just happened to have free tickets for that game. And, yeah. Was he any good there? I thought an NFL talent going to the CFL would just be dominating the rest of the CFL, but he was not noticeable. I gotcha. Then my next pick, uh, this one, I it's this is a little older here, but I'm going to go with Brian Bosworth. Yeah. He was coming. I mean, that 30 for 30 is awesome. Um, uh, he was the only two-time winner of the whatever the college linebacker award is. He was ranked 30th in uh, college football's 100 greatest college players of all time. Uh, but he also had, like, the steroid use and drug issues at Oklahoma. But when he got into the league, uh, he was given a 10-year, I think it was, like, 10-year contract by the Seahawks. He was out of the league in the second year. So, I mean... That's I, I know uh, we hint you were hinting at like the whole felon and uh, uh, drug issues with guys like Matt Bush and uh, Ryan Leaf, but I mean he he's a guy that that kind of contributes to being a bust. And Bosworth is one of the head steroid college football guys, so I have to highlight on um, one of the best college football players of all time being a, a, a huge bust at a linebacker position in the NFL. So fair point, fair point. Joey. I'm going to go – I'm going to stick to the NFL, and I am going to say the first-round pick – or sticking with the same draft as Trent Richardson in 2012, the first-round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Justin Blackman. Just because – yeah. What's that? How's that Stephen A. Smith quote go? Stay off the weed. Is, is he the guy that they sent like a spy to on campus of Oklahoma State to like see how he was? And he was just like an asshole to have like bartender and like girl that he met. Am I imagining things or was that a story? I think that is what has happened with him. 
like, I think like he... Yeah, so basically, he was a, the best wide receiver in the draft, but got just wouldn't stay off the weed and kept getting suspended and suspended until the NFL just said, okay, we got enough of you. We have enough of this guy. <laughs> I got the and story up here. Yeah. The Bucks Buccaneers GM had him shadowed and spied, and they found him at the bar called The Cricket, which was a popular bar in Oklahoma State, and he said he sat there for one week, and he went at th- and Blackman went in <laughs> at 3 o'clock every day and didn't leave till midnight at night. They checked how many times he came in, and uh, as soon as they saw that he went every day for the whole week that he was there, they just checked him off the board. (laughs) So, yeah. Maybe that wasn't the dumbest thing the the Bucs have done. Yeah, might might be signing Tom Brady. (laughs) Ooh, okay. Hot takes going. Wait, what do you mean? It's bringing Gronk out of retirement. I'm I'm very very concerned that that's gonna blow up in their face. We we, we can talk about this in a bit. Let's because I, I I'd like to be involved in that conversation. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll vent about this. Stuff. All right, so we'll go back to Luke and I'll do my double picks and then we'll wrap it up soon. All right, so I'm taking the MHL draft. And I'm gonna go with Alex. Alex, wait, how do you pronounce his name? Alexandre Volchik. Oh, Alexander Volchik. Well, Alex, no, Alex, no, 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 the guy who dropped about the Capitals, 96. Isn't it Volchenkov? Volchkov or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's Volchenkov. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me is that how you pronounce it? No, not, no, Volchenkov is a uh, different guy. For uh, your draft, Luke. Oh, 96. Uh, 96, fourth overall pick by the Washington Capitals. Hold on, I am on it. Uh, 96? Yeah. It, oh, Volchkov. Volchkov. I see, I see. Okay. I was like, wait, Volchenkov? No, I meant to say, that's, that's kind of Yeah, strange. yeah, yeah. I can't pronounce uh, I, I see what you're saying now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, well, whatever his name is. So, this guy played... Um, he didn't play, what, did he only play only three games in the NHL yep. and didn't do anything? Because yep. basically, he got drafted, played three games, and then went back down to Russian developmental leagues and did absolutely nothing. Like, I think that was also, like, what unfortunately is the case with a lot of, like, European players back in the, in the 90s and 2000s, which, like, a lot of, I don't know if, like, this is still holding up, like, a lot of, like, coaches and, and officials were very prejudiced, especially towards people of Russian descent. Uh, if you ask Don Cherry, he still is very much against Russians. But uh, I think that may have had a hand in it. But then again, like, he, he played in, oh, okay, it was 2000. And then four years later, they got Alexander Ovechkin. And it's like, okay, we're good. Only yeah. Russian. I completely forgot about that, dude. Wow. That was actually a really good sleeper pick. I would argue Chris Phillips because he was first overall in that draft, which is funny. Uh, anyway, back to me. I'm going to go in the football world. So we're going to go in the football. I'm, I'm going to pick a player who I mentioned before in one of my quizzes. I think one of my first quizzes. And I'm going to go with the incredible bulk himself, Tony Mandrich. 
because this guy was supposed to be labeled as the as probably the best offensive lineman in NFL history, and he is LeShit. Or no, sorry, I don't want to say is LeShit. He was LeShit because he is no longer playing. Um, and also, I, I can't really give him slack because he's also from Ontario. He's actually from Oakville, which is uh, it's a fun little part of Ontario. Um, but basically, the guy got drafted only because he could. Uh, he had a really good combine, and that was it. And then he actually played football and realized, oh, we actually drafted a strong man to play football. Okay, this is kind of embarrassing. And I think he only played, like, he played a, almost a decade, but, like, he literally, he had, like, what, like, what, one good year, and then he just sucked? Or he had two good, or he had, like, one good year, played, and then he was just like, no, like, I, you can't, we can't have you anymore. And also, he was sued a, a little over 10 years ago for uh, soliciting pictures of his then-girlfriend on the internet. Which is, uh, mm. it, it, it's sad. Don't, don't do that, gentlemen. And uh, I'm going to go and stick into the NHL draft. I am surprised that my two fellow hockey friends have not picked this one. Especially after a certain team won their first round series just two nights ago. And I'm picking Patrick Steffen, the first overall pick in the 1999 NHL draft. Yeah. Who literally only had one, he had one good season of a 40-point campaign, and then he just completely did not even come close to breaking, like, 30. He barely did a couple times. And, unfortunately, his NHL career is going to be remembered for the infamous missing an open net goal, leading to the team tying the, uh, to the Oilers tying the game. I mean, they won the, they won an overtime later, but, like, it's the only no, thing you for. It wasn't always how it was a shootout. If you want to hear a really good uh, take on it, uh, YouTube the clip. Uh, just Google yeah. Patrick or YouTube Patrick Stefan Open Net. And uh, if you're listening to the Canadian broadcast, which I'm pretty sure is the one that's shared everywhere, you just hear Ray Ferraro. No, you hear Ray Ferraro in his, East, his Eastern Canadian accent just ripping him a new asshole. Just like, this is absolutely yeah. unreal. Every time I hear it, it's usually the um, the FSN Texas feed or something like that. Oh, yeah, because the one the one that I well, I guess because like since like we get TSN here and we were watching on on Sports Center, usually yeah. I saw I I heard the Ray Ferraro version, which is still funny because to me Ray Ferraro will ever, forever be the best uh, the best uh, in between the booths commentator. No one even comes close to him. And uh, we'll get to other hockey commentators soon, uh, for not good reasons. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick with Stefan and Mandarich for my four and five picks. And with that, I believe I am done. And you three have the floor for the rest of the lists. No, didn't I do my five? I thought no, it was four. You, we all have four. Yeah, we all have four. Yes, yeah, so we all have four. Yep, we have one more. Well, you, wait, don't I have? Wait, did I have four? Or do I have five? I thought I had five. You have four, so you you have one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm next. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. My last. So my last pick. Um, I'm gonna take uh, the Bengals quarterback from the what is his name? Alkali Smith. Alkali Smith. Joe Burrow. No, no, no. The uh, no, no, no. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. I'm just blowing. I'm just okay. playing. 
Alkali, yeah, Alkali Smith. Um, what was it? Ninety six. I gotta check. Ninety nine. Ninety nine draft. Yeah. Basically, I feel like the guy threw. The guy only played what five seasons and only threw five touchdowns in his career. In one brief season. One brief That's season. It's clearly. It's like what were the Bengals doing? Like you had why. Was there any other quarterbacks in the draft that could have been taken? I'm not 100 sure. I don't know the 99 draft too well. I, I, I'll see. Let me check. But like, There could have been any other quarterback taken at that point. But McNabb was taken before. Dante Culpepper was the only other name that like was decent. Yeah, just take, don't, take Dante Culpepper. Don't let him go to the Vikings. I think he was... Yeah, Vikings. Yeah, he was Vikings. Yeah, he was Vikings. Yeah, don't go to the Vikings. Just you could have drafted him. I know it's, they don't know how he would turn out, but geez, that's a mistake waiting to happen. How could you not draft Dante Culpepper? He had yeah five TDs, twenty two hundred yards. Jeez, God, that's ridiculous. That's the definition of a draft bust if I've ever seen one. <laughs> how you guys feel? Yep, Joe, I think Joe's up now. Joey, are you still there? Joey, are you there? My crap out. Hello. Joey. Oh my gosh. There he is. You muted your mic, you fool. No, it is not muted. Oh. I Why saw the thing highlighting, but, like, I don't know. Hey, mate, can you all hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay, I don't know what the hell is going on there. Because my mic was not muted, but whatever. It's not important now. I'm going to say Johnny Manziel with my fifth pick. I completely oh, forgot about Johnny Football. No, I don't know how that wasn't, that. How that wasn't how said he... yet. But, I'm an idiot. Oh, man. Yeah, he... He's an example of someone who didn't work out everywhere other than college. I don't even, I don't even think you even need to have an explanation. Just like, yeah, I don't. Johnny football yeah. is just, just all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. So, Johnny football. I, I got right. another one. He's not, like, as notorious as Johnny football, but my final pick is Jimmer for debt. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty good at BYU. Uh, got drafted, I think it was 10th by the Kings, and he didn't start. They started their sixth, uh, 60th pick of the draft. Uh, yeah, he, he his highest scoring average was seven points a game, so that rounds it out. That rounds up our picks, and that rounds up our rafters. So as usual, uh, they will be up, uh, since we're recording on Sunday, they'll be up on uh, Monday well, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, depending on when I wake up. And uh, they'll be open until our next show, which hopefully will be uh, next Thursday, but subject to change because, you know, life happens, you know. But uh, we're going to try our hardest. We got you guys vote for our picks. Special thanks to Roster Guy again for sponsoring it. And uh, let's talk about all of the shit that's going on in sports. Do we want to start with basketball and Paul George having a complete turd of a game? I was yeah. just going to say, playoff P not getting any mention for busts is brutal. That was that was something. Like, oh, man. Uh, so I guess we'll mention that Luke is actually uh, a psychic. 
because he predicted that Luka Doncic was going to get the game winning at the buzzer. I mean, it kind of felt obvious. It kind did of you predict obvious. the buzzer beater, or did you just predict the, I the game? I just predicted he was going to win it. I just, because literally ESPN kept tweeting over and over and over again, Luka this, Luka that, Luka this. Like, every like every time he made a shot, ESPN just like, do it. Tweet it. Tweet it now. It's like, come on, guys. Calm down. Which I understand because he had the most points. He's like the youngest right now, the youngest performer to ever get 40 points in a playoff game, which is understandable. But I just don't need every single shot recorded like that. Kind of wish that. Which also begs the question: Why did the Clippers not double team them? Um, I I I, I actually. Sorry, I just dropped that. Um, we so that was actually a pretty well drawn up play for Luca at the end there. The uh, the big man screened off. And it caused uh, a switch onto Luca, which he had the smaller Reggie Jackson on him. I know we were talking about that before the broadcast, where we were kind of worrying about how, um, how that why Paul George or Kawhi wasn't on him, I should say. But uh, it was a pretty good drawn-up play, so that's that's the best you, thing you could say about it. And Paul George, I mean, if Paul George was guarding him, he was going to make it anyway. It was just that type of day for Paul George. So, yeah. When, when you're shooting, uh, what was it, two for 11, and that's your, and that's like literally one of the worst shooting percentages that you could ever go, aside from obviously not hitting the friggin' so, board. Or no, he ended three for 14 was his final, uh, his final slash line. He's also one for seven to three point nine. What I want to know is who gave him the nickname Playoff P? Um, Playoff P gave him the nickname Playoff P, Joey. Oh, nice. I, he gave him that when he was with Oklahoma City uh, when they played the Jazz and they lost in the first round. And uh, Joe Ingles gave him, like, 30 the day after uh, he called himself yeah. that. And then, oh, yeah, just uh, somebody I follow on on Instagram at the Basketball Boy, he's actually a friend of mine, told like made a graphic showing, like, all his playoff numbers. And overall, they're not pretty good. <laughs> they're not good at all. Uh, not to be insensitive, but I was looking on Twitter and I saw the uh, the trending of pandemic P going all across <laughs> the uh, the Twitterverse. That's funny. So uh, it was a uh, it was a brutal performance, and uh, and and he even admitted it at post game. He's like, if I shot better, we would have won. But it's like, yeah, if anybody shoots better, you would have won. Like, if my grandma has wheels, she'd be a bicycle. Exactly. Um, but, you know, <laughs> there's the Twitter slander on Paul George is unbelievable to continue with the Twitter talk. I mean, holy cow. They, uh, is a time. One of my favorite NBA storylines of all time is Paul George cheating on, on uh, Doc Rivers' daughter, marrying a stripper that he cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter with, and then he got traded to to be coached by Doc Rivers. So I have to ask you, Toronto fellas, this. And you, obviously, Kawhi is held at a high standard with him, with you guys, because he won you the championship. Do you think he regrets going to LA? Yeah. I think he, he has to, right? He seems like the guy that just only cares about basketball. Like, 
Mm-hmm. And he, I'm sure at the beginning of the year, he thought like Paul George was like an MVP candidate last year. So like coming into the season, it was like, holy, holy cow, like Kawhi and Paul George, Lou Williams. But now Paul George is come back down to earth. He had a really good year last year. He fought some injuries and now we see that. He has to look over a little north and see Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, and Fred Van Vliet just having the time of their lives in the Eastern Conference, that weak Eastern Conference too, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I'm going to go on a limb here and say most duos that we've seen like be formed in the offseason last year, they aren't working. Like friggin' Paul George and Kawhi, like they're good. But as we're seeing right now, they're not like a game changer. They're not dominant, uh, not as exactly. dominant as you think they and should then, be. I mean, Kawhi is the only game changer there. Exactly, and like I don't mean to be insensitive because he's not in the bubble because of his uh, his COVID diagnosis. But like Westbrook and Harden really were not like the team that they were when they were with when they were or when and Westbrook really isn't the guy that he was with with OKC. He goes over and plays with Harden, and it's just like okay and. No, and I, I, I agree with you. I, I think Harden kills that floor spacing and ball movement, and that's what Houston thrives on. And you see it playing Oklahoma City now where Westbrook's not there. The ball's free-flowing. A guy like Jeff Green is getting three to four open looks from three every game, and he's hitting wide-open shots. So, like, you, like Westbrook would kill that. And mm-hmm. I'm afraid that they're going to – like, like without Westbrook, I think they give the Lakers trouble. With Westbrook, oh, I, with, with, with Westbrook I'm afraid that the Lakers just kill him. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing, like, okay, to be fair, these playoffs are a complete and utter wild card because, obviously, these guys had, like, what, four-ish months off? So everyone's yeah. coming back. Everyone's going to be playing different. Like, I did not expect the 76ers to get swept, but then again, it is the 76ers. Oh, my gosh. We can, can we talk about the 76ers and how they're the biggest frauds in the NBA? Yeah. We're just going to skewer them. Okay, all right. I mean, like. We I will. Mean, we already killed no Ben Simmons, year. though. No we Ben Simmons, though. Last year. One, one more damage could be done. But still, to get swept? They should not have been swept with Al Joel Horford and B. Al Horford is atrocious. Al Horford is yeah. atrocious, Joey. I don't I don't know if you watch much of that, that series. That contract he, is terrible. Tobias Harris and Al Horford almost were unplayable in the last two games. Hmm. So, I mean, it... it well, that's I, the thing, though. Like... Like you, you spent all this time building a team, and you can't get one win against the Celtics, and all this trust of the process bullshit, and you can't get one win against the Celtics in a playoff series. I don't care that Ben Simmons was injured. Spent all this time tanking and stuff. The team should be a lot better than that without Ben Simmons still. No, I, I thought they'd be better. I thought the floor spacing would be better without him, but I was clearly wrong. Uh, so that that opens my next question you're talking no Ben Simmons who do you think Philly should trade oh, I think they, so they gotta they gotta of, make changes man I think Brett Brown gets fired I think that's yeah for sure 100% that happens do you but, trade well we think I'm trying I'm looking at their roster up and down like okay they just locked up Tobias Harris he's not going anywhere you're not trading Embiid you're not trading Simmons I think you have to trade one of Embiid or Simmons to be honest with you and I think you have really? to try to go to Golden State in that case, I think Simmons is gone because they aren't gonna they aren't gonna trade Joel Embiid. If they trade Joel Embiid, then they're just saying, okay, this whole entire process that we've been through, flush it down the toilet. I think you try to get rid of Horford for whatever you can, and 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 try to get rid of Simmons. Like 
like the best way I can see it, and I saw it late in, like later as they went on, but like they're like Shaq and Penny, like they work, but they don't work great. It's not like a perfect hand and glove. You know what I'm saying? It's. I don't think Embiid is the type of guy that you can win a championship with him, like as the guy. I just don't see it. And I don't, I don't see it with Ben Simmons either. I like honest to God, like it pains me to say this because I hate the guy, but I think Jimmy Butler was the best player on that team last year. Oh, definitely. He was the player that scared me most in the series that the Raptors play against them. He was the most dangerous player. Simmons is, Simmons did not scare me against the Raptors defense. Like the point guard who can't shoot, like that does not scare me at all. He locks off. That's the, that's the only saving grace. Like, could yeah. you? And I, I don't know what a, a deal would look like, but could you imagine Ben Simmons playing with, like, Steph Curry? Like, he's just Draymond on steroids now. You know well, what I'm saying? Like, let, me, let me tie this to Golden State because uh, in, in one of the group chats that, that me and Joey are a part of, uh, we were reacting to the uh, the NBA draft lottery. Uh, and then when the, uh, when the Warriors fell from getting the first overall pick to the second overall pick, yeah. people were saying that maybe Golden State – tries to move that pick i thought they were uh, going to move the first one anyway no. yeah to be honest. And, and get another superstar and try and run it back because you know they're going to be at full strength next year like especially with with clay thompson back at full strength mm-hmm. uh you still got curry you add andrew wiggins to that core i, I um, don't know if that's added much but yeah he's a player it's, well hey yeah. i mean curry can work and also like wiggins was one of their better offensive producers yeah no he's he's pretty comparable to harrison barnes if you want to ask my opinion like their first few championship runs they had he played some more role i i I, I agree he's he's an addition for sure or do you maybe consider moving him and keeping the second overall pick and then building around that i i think you try to move them both and get one of simmons or Embiid to philly because the West is getting bigger. You can call it what it is. The Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George. The Lakers have AD and LeBron. Yeah. Um, I know Houston's a little different out there, but Luka and Porzingis are pretty big now. Well, and I mean, the, even all the series in the West, though, are pretty competitive with each other for the most part. Yeah, so the, if the Warriors like, are going to want to do this, I'd call Philly because I, I think Philly's going to want to get off of one of them, Peter Simmons, and they have that second pick in assets. So I think that's the move you see. Yes. I think they need a new GM, though, too, in Philly. Alton Brand's not doing it for him, you think? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you're probably right. So he, dude, they came in with such high hopes. You know, they had the picture of them five, and everyone was like, oh, who's going to beat them? With, like, Richardson, Simmons, and Bede, Harris, and Horford. They're like, oh, my gosh, they're so big, they can shoot now. And not, and it just fell to just absolute shit. So. But I don't know, like – I don't know. Like, I, I just wasn't, like, that did not sell me at all. Like, they lost their best player in the offseason. So, to me, like, seeing that picture of the five and, like, especially all the 76ers fans, like, hyping it up and all that, it just, I was just like, okay. No, I, I, I do agree with like, you. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I They were, like, coming into the season, you did not know. Like, you guys might have known being in Toronto, but I, as a Bucks fan, didn't think the Raptors would be as – much of a team that would scare me would be, you know, I think I thought it was Philly. I thought it was Boston. Cause I was like, Oh my See, gosh, Philly has so much size and length to compete with Giannis. That's what my thought was. But now it's it, all of a sudden the, all the hype from Philly turned into the hype to Toronto again. You see, for me, I, I kind of expected it because I knew Nick nurse is a genius of a coach. Oh, well-deserved uh, coach of the year too. I knew that he, yeah. 
had a system put in play and he was going to get all the players to buy into it. And if you were a player and didn't want to buy into that system of hustle and playing defense and for, for the full 48 minutes, then you just simply weren't going to get playing time. And yeah, like they, the Raptors have turned, uh, he, he's not playing tonight, but the Raptors turned uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson into like a pretty valuable part of their rotation over the, over the regular season. who played very well for them. I think so. It's like, it's just like that next man up mentality with them. And like Chris Boucher is another guy. Boucher is like such an efficient player. I just realized a few days ago, I was looking at like efficiency ratings and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it like. Nick nurse just knows how to get the absolute best out of like all his players. So I I wasn't worried. Like I knew like, even then, like we weren't finishing under, like we weren't finishing further down than the fourth seed, just because of like, even without Kawhi, the talent we have with, with Gasol and Bentley and Lowry and Siakam emerging as, as a potential superstar in the league and depth like Norman Powell and all that. So just like, yeah, it didn't scare me at all. And, and maybe this is a conversation for the other day for another day, Joey, but um, a guy like Nick nurse coached, he coached G league, right? I'm not, mistaken by saying yes. that yeah so he sure. knows yeah. he knows how to develop talent because that was his first job so maybe like a team like the sixers uh guys that who coaches are on the hot seat bowls need a new head coach maybe you start to see this new wave of g league coaches coming up because you're starting i mean it's a copycat league you're seeing the raptors are having so much success hiring uh nick nurse as a g league coach and promoting him up to the head coach of the raptors uh, I think you're gonna start seeing a lot more teams doing it. So I don't, I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, like you said, it is a copycat league, so that would not surprise me at all. But like, that's the thing about like the Raptors and Nick Nurse too is like they have like a great like mix of like the vets that know what they're doing, and like the young guys too who like you can see um, their development has really helped with Nick Nurse there. Like OGN and Obi being one of them for like he's turned like the way he plays, he reminds me of a young Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and I isn't it a good thing that Kawhi left the the time that he did then? Because then you see all these other guys coming in and and playing ten times well, I don't want to say ten times better, but playing very strong. Because like if Kawhi was still on the team, like I feel like a lot of these guys wouldn't even like bother to sign here. They'd still be where they are. Well, a guy like um, Rondé Alice Jefferson probably wouldn't have came, but guys like Chris Boucher, OG, and Anobi, I mean, Serge Ibaka and Marcus are not the youngest guys in the world. And the league, and we were just talking about how the West is getting bigger. The East is, uh, outside of Philly, it's getting smaller. You know, the Celtics are playing without a center. Giannis is the center of the Bucks. I mean, I know he's a big dude, but he's listed as a small forward, power forward on basketball reference. So you'd see Kawhi playing that power forward center role almost. So you have like the OGs, the Siakams, the Anano, uh, the Powells of the world playing. So I, I think I think you'd see them get bigger roles because Gasol and Ibaka's role will probably diminish more if Kawhi stayed. But yeah, I, I do what I do understand what you're saying, Matt. Yeah, it's kind of like, especially after like this whole year, it's almost like in hindsight maybe it's a good thing that he left because now we're seeing more of a team than just one guy. Because when Kawhi was here, all eyes were on him. Now that Kawhi's gone, it's like, hey, the other guys aren't bad. 
No, I, I, um, I totally agree. ESPN still won't give us respect, but that's okay. That's American media for you. Raptors fans, Cole, we'll just tell you. Raptors fans who saw the talk of us after Kawhi left being a lottery team and all that. We look at that and just laughed. I No, I, I was honest to God. Like, I didn't – obviously, I didn't expect um, – I didn't expect uh, this. I didn't expect a two seed, but I thought like, okay, like a four or five seed. Like Jimmy went to the Heat. I was like, okay, they'll probably be two to three. Indiana's getting better. Boston's there. I was like, okay, maybe a four to five. I didn't expect, what was it, 30, 40, 50 wins? I didn't expect yeah. that. So. You had 50, 53 wins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that was that was pretty incredible. That was something so. I did not expect, so. So speaking of the NBA lottery draft, can we talk about how the Knicks still continue to fail? Because they have the sixth best, at least the sixth best pick, and they dropped down like two spots. I mean, it's it's hard to tell because do you at least do you feel bad for the Knicks at this point, or do you feel like they deserve it? I feel bad for them if they didn't have such a terrible owner. Yeah, Dolan's just yeah. a pud. I don't I know better. Yeah. So who do you think the so what do you think it's gonna go? Uh, Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves. Who's gonna go to the Warriors and who's gonna go to the uh, Hornets? Hot take. I think one and two are both moved. Really? I think I think there's been like D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, and Carl Anthony Town rumors since like they all got in the league. Like those three have wanted to play together. And like I don't know. Like I I know the Suns competed in the bubble this year. I don't know if that was a fluke or not. But, like, I would not be surprised to see, like, the NBA, like, force its hand a little bit, you know, and get and put Booker in Minnesota. But, like, as I said, they were competitive. I wouldn't be shocked either way. But one, I think one of one or two will be moved for sure. I, it could possibly be two. Yeah, that's most likely what I'm, what I'm seeing, especially with the way that things are going right now. Especially so because this draft is not, like – well, like, again, it's like, so the, the, yeah, it's not like as like, like last year was Zion Barrett and Morant. And those are like three potential franchise players that can like turn your franchise around and all that. And like where and like you don't really have like players like that in this draft. I don't mean to slander a, a fellow Canadian, but I think RJ Barrett's going to be a boss. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I- I mean, how much of that has to do with the fact that he got drafted by the Nets? Or by the, not my wow, not by, by the, the Knicks. Nets. No, by I, the I, Knicks. I, I think part of that is, but I also think part of that's like he has that mentality where he wants to be the guy. I mean, we saw it at Duke a little bit. Mm-hmm. He'd shoot him out of games and so I would have to help him back. I just, don't get me wrong, he's a very talented scorer, a good wing. He fills up a stat sheet, but he is not going to be the star of the show, I think. I think Zion and Ja will be. But I don't think Barrett is even at close to the same level as those two. Yeah, well, I'm just—I was just saying, like going into the draft, like with the no, no, I, 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 t- I totally understand. I just, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 do, I do kind of feel the same way about about. Fortunately, I'd, I'd love to see the Canadians in the NBA all, all like succeed and all that, but, but yeah. We already saw what happened with one Canadian getting drafted and uh, not turning out that well in Cleveland, so. Uh, Let's hope that this doesn't happen the second time because he's with arguably a worse franchise than the Knicks. They're, yep. they're neck and neck, man. They let LeBron James walk, who's arguably one of the best, who's probably the best player of all time. One of them, I should say. Twice. 
let him walk twice. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I was yeah, one more NBA question. We brought up LeBron. Yeah, one more NBA question. Yeah, uh, we brought up LeBron. Do you think the Lakers win it? Yes. Uh, Wait, what was I, the question? Do you think the Lakers win it? I think they do, but barely. Because, like, everyone expected them to, like, completely shit on the, the Trailblazers. But, like, after that game one with, with Dame Lillard, I have a funny feeling. Out of all of the first-round series that are currently going on right now, I think that one could be one of the few to go to seven. Uh, I think the Clippers and Mavs. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be like, seven. in my opinion, out of uh, out of the West, like it's literally just going to be like, the West, half of almost all of them could go to Game Seven. In the East, everything's already decided. Like the Bucks are going to win the next two games, Celtics already swept them, the Raptors are going to sweep the Nets, and then the Heat's going to sweep the Pacers. Like it's going to be done um, like dinner. It's not Pascal Siakam down on the floor right now, is it? I don't know. He's up now. He's up now. He's up now. Every single person goes down. It's like I was going to say that that cardiac reaction. Norm Powell has almost 30 points. What the fuck? What? Playoff Norm, man. Playoff Norm. Jesus. He lit up the Bucks last year. I'm sure Cole remembers. (laughs) He's a microwave off the bench, man. He makes one shot, they all fall. If he misses one, he's not going to stop missing. That is Mm -hmm. true, yeah. It's That's exactly how he is. It's the equivalent of playing Smash Brothers, and then you get the the friggin' hammer, and then you just friggin' go and hit the hammer all over the place. Like that's what I just feel like it is. Uh, nice. Speaking of hammers, you want to let's switch to bats. Now let's talk you. about baseball. Um, so some stories have happened. Basically, another well, one of the biggest ones is of course another COVID outbreak. This time with the Mets, we don't know that we don't know why. I've heard rumors just to the other ones, but this one's still kind of unknown. Um, not really surprised with these outbreaks that are still happening. Because, like, didn't... Okay, I'm trying to think, like, okay, it was an outbreak with Miami. There was an outbreak with the Cardinals. Was there an outbreak with the Pirates, too? Or the Reds? No. Uh, I think the Reds. Reds. I think it was the Reds. Reds had a minor one. I think the... Well, the Mets isn't... From what I'm gathering right now, I think only like two people have come I think a out. coach and a player. I think it was only a coach and a player. Yeah. So that's definitely going to be. <sighs> definitely like, I don't know. I've completely I, lost interest in the MLB this year. Yeah. Honestly, just uh, because I just feel like they're, they're not going to get through a season. I just like every week something comes out. And yeah, it's like, yeah, this season's more, not going to finish. And to me, the more that you delay it, and, like, the more that you push it into, like, the, the middle of the fall and the winter, when people are saying that this pandemic can get astronomically bad, then it's like, why bother? Like, you're like you're get, you're making money in the short term, but you're going to end up with an even, an even bigger economic loss. Yeah. And also, can we talk about the, the Tatis Jr.? Situation because oh, that God, yes, okay. you guys start into it. I I'll, I'll give my take in a second. He's the face of breaking unwritten rules, whether you like yeah. it or not. This is just another example of the Texas Rangers just pooping their pants in every situation possible. Like yeah. That's what the Texas Rangers organization does. They lose a game and they fill their diaper. 
That's that's just what the Texas Rangers do. Yeah. It's not the first time, I don't think, though. Like, Chris Woodard, the guy that freaked out, right? That's his name? Yeah, Chris Woodward. Mm-hmm. He, was the, he was the third base coach for the Mariners. Or Mariners, for the Dodgers when uh, they played. I was going to say, if it was the Mariners, of course he freaked out because he's been a loser franchise. But, but no, I think the Dodgers were up like six or seven runs. And there was like highlights of like Manny Machado hitting a grand slam and him like being all like celebratory. I think he was in the mm-hmm. Rangers organization when they killed the Orioles that game. It was like 30 to three. I think he was in the organization at that time. I could be mistaken. But I mean, he's been he's been around it. He's been supportive of it with the Manny Machado homer grand slam when they were up like seven, eight runs. And then I think we we just watched your Blue Jays came back from a seven run deficit, right? They did. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. So, yeah, did. So you always you gotta play the game hard. At that's all what makes baseball like so much different from any other sport. There's no clock, so anything can happen. I went to a Jays game a few years ago, and they put up a seven spot in the ninth and walked it off by one run. So it's like it's like baseball is the one sport more than any where you just keep on, or you just don't take your foot off the gas because you have no idea what can happen. Anybody can string together a couple hits, and then, yeah. and then it's a completely you, different ball game. Yeah, could you tell that information to the Yankees this past couple of weeks because they couldn't beat the Rays at all? <laughs> I don't I, they're either good, though. I, 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 I mean, okay, I can give the excuse the Rays are good. The problem is, is that M. Boone's decisions have been horrible. Why not use Chad Reed? Why? I understand one of your better team and We don't know what happened. Yeah, but Chad Green could be a good, useful tool. We were up like 4-3, and then he decides not to go with Green, goes with Luis Avion, and as you know, gives up that 3-1 home run, 8. Oh, yeah, five, I think it was like uh, four, five, 5 or 4 at this point, and then gives up that 3-1 home run, 8-4, eight, 8-3, eight, eight, whatever. Point is, he shouldn't have used Avalon, and he shouldn't have... Like done anything else in that game because that game was just awful by every standard. But wait, wait well, a minute. Wait, which which game of the series was this? Was this the last, like the last game? The last okay, game. Hold on. Last game was Sa- Thursday. 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 Yeah. Okay. So let me let me go into this. So I just don't understand Boone's decision making. Well, like I the thing is, is like you already had a really bad like lead that you coughed up with Paxton. And then Ottavino's just been unreal right now in terms of, like, a bad thing. Like, like uh, I don't mean to be cruel, but, uh, Cole, your analogy again, please. The Yankees, I, I, I said it a couple weeks ago. I've been saying it in group chats. I've been saying it on Twitter. The Yankees pitching staff is a absolute shitstorm of a Sunday with the brightest, biggest cherry on top. Your $300 million cherry... Yeah, and, and, and let, me, let me let me piggyback off of this, and I'll, I'll tie it into Joey's reason why. And I'm sure a lot of fans are also like turned off about this. The players' are, numbers are going to go up because they've been off for four or five months. They're all cold, and they are all basically going to, for lack of a better phrase, shit the bed more times than they're going to hold it together. And I'm not just talking about the Yankees for that. I'm talking about everyone's pitching staff. The Rays pitching staff arguably today was horrible. And they're they're doing it without arguably their two best pitchers in Blake Snell and in Charlie Morton because they're both hurt now. 
so now it's getting to a point where it's like, who's going to go down next? It's literally like you friggin' take a dart, spin around six times, you're blindfolded, and you say, okay, wherever this friggin' dart lands on, that person's going to go down with an injury. And it's literally like the equivalent of, you know, if it, you guys have seen the movie It, where uh, you see Pennywise in the, in the sewer, and he drags that kid down yeah. with him. Tempting him with a balloon. That's every MLB yeah. player right now. And yeah, uh, I, I have a funny feeling. What's supposed to represent Pennywise? I think Pennywise is the injury bug. Oh, oh that was. The, the IL in general. It's, it's, either, it's either, not to be insensitive, but it's through, It's either COVID or you get hurt. Can yeah, we... Uh, some of these injuries are horrible. Can we just go back to... Tatis for another second because yes. there's one thing in that whole situation that, that got me really upset. And this speaks to like more of baseball as a whole. It wasn't the outrage that the Texas Rangers have because like I said, that's just the Texas Rangers mantra. They lose a game, get upset, and, and uh, fill their diapers. Um, what really got me upset was the manager of the Padres – kind of calling him out saying like oh you know Tati's junior is young he's gonna have to learn that that stuff isn't okay he said something along those lines what are you doing that is your player he's one of the most he's probably the face of baseball right now he's your most marketable player and one of the players that makes baseball fun for young players that will attract the young fans that, that baseball has been struggling to do for so long what are you doing calling him out for literally playing baseball like, yeah, I, I don't understand this old head baseball philosophy. It's ruining the game. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely massacring it. It's baseball is not going to be profitable in 10 years from now because of people like that. If I'm the Padres owner, I am going down to the manager's office and I am saying, what the fuck was that? Stop that. Or you're I don't care how good of a team we are. You are losing your job. So it's an it's an unwritten rule to uh to hit a grand slam when you're already up by a certain margin. You know what else is a non? They're only up by four runs. Uh, That's no, the thing seven, I understand. Wait, 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 wait. You want to know what else was is it? a rule? You know what else is an unwritten rule? Swing at a 3-0 pitch. Because what do people always tell you? It's like literally telling you, clear as day, it's a 3-0 pitch. What's the next pitch going to be nine times out of ten? It's going to be a fastball, isn't it? You're going to get a fastball somewhere up the middle. Exactly, because the pitcher needs to get that ball into the strike zone in order or to get into play. Or Just don't go three zero. Exactly. Pitch better. Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. rag on anybody, and I'm not. I don't condone this in, in in the pitching context. Rag on your pitcher. He was the one who got you in that situation anyway. And who was the guy who gave up the home run? I don't, I'm curious to see who on the Texas Rangers gave up that home run. To uh to Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm I'm gonna look him up right now and I'm I'm gonna see if he's even relatively good. If it's not, if his name is not Lance Lynn or or Mike Mike. Uh, I think it was, Juan, I think it was, was it Ian? Juan, was it Ian? No. How no, funny would have been Juan. if it was Sam Dyson? It was guys. <laughs> it's Juan Nicasio. Juan mm. Nicasio. Oh my God. He's still in that's the a, league. That's a name. Yeah. Was wasn't he on the yeah. Rangers? Wasn't he the closer on the Rangers? Tatis was the sealed reliever. 
Wait, 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 wait. Let's backtrack a little bit. Was he the was he the closer that blew it in uh, in 20, 2011 against the Cardinals? Was he the pitcher? Hold on. I'm Googling it. I'm curious now. Cause the name because it sounds familiar. I feel like he was on the Rangers before today. And I am okay, no, I wasn't him. Damn it. Who was the pitcher in twenty eleven then? For the Rangers? Yeah. Oh, um, against the, the, yeah, oh, that, that, the David Freeze incident. I'm trying to remember who the pitcher mm. was. Okay. Um, wait, the home run? Oh, or it'll, the, it'll, um... come up, it'll come up in, in a second. But anyway, but let's get back to, to the topic at hand here. What is that telling every single young player that wants to come in and play the game? Don't have don't fun. Be good. Don't have good numbers. Because if don't you have be good. good numbers and have fun, you're going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm with you, Matt. It's brutal. Baseball. I tweeted this out, um, saying how baseball just loves to do nothing more than shoot itself, shoot itself in the foot. That's it's all baseball has ever done. Yeah. Let's let's throw this question to the floor. Which uh, which sport is going to deter more players from playing, baseball or football? Baseball. Football is always going to be marketable in the U.S. and just that popular. That's it's true. Yeah. Be especially with baseball. Kids. Yeah, baseball is just like I said. It likes to shoot itself in the foot. It doesn't like uh, marketing players. It doesn't like. It doesn't want you to have fun when you play, and uh, it's just too much of an old head like uh, sport. And everyone who seems to be playing baseball, especially pitchers, are super sensitive for what for whatever reason. And the captain of that uh, club of being a sensitive pitcher has to be Madison Bumgarner just because. <laughs> yeah. Can I also throw in um, two idiot pitchers being uh, Zach Lezak and Mike Clevenger? I hate him. About how they basically just completely blew up the the Indian season. Because if, don't you at, if you look at their numbers, they were dynamite, and now you're down two best pitchers. Okay, two out of three of your yeah. best pitchers. They should be punished somehow. I don't know how. I don't. Suspend them. Okay. They're the pitchers who who broke their the COVID protocol, right? If you, yes. So, okay, here, if you want to send a message, They're, but also do something to help them from a healthcare perspective, suspend them for 14 days without pay. Because 14 days in baseball right now is 14 games. 14 games you don't get paid. That's a little bit close to a third of your season gone. Let them let them suffer. And also, isn't Mike Clevenger a free agent at the end of the season? I, I'm not even worried about the free agency stuff. How about the fact that your coaches? immunocompromised. Carlos Carrasco is immunocompromised. Yeah, you like have those... two players that are literally cancer survivors, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, it's just so mind-boggling. No, I asked okay. this question. No. This. Yeah, go no, ahead. By the way, okay, that picture that you were asking, uh, Mike Lowe. Oh, okay. Is Mark Lowe? The guy who gave up the walk-off and run the freeze? No, I'm talking about the one who who uh, 
who sent the game to extras. Oh, they I were down okay. The last strike. I, I thought it was one oh, of the oh, Nef, Neftali Feliz. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. They're they're both they're both very similar in terms of because I think like I don't know if they wore the same jersey number or I don't know it was it was something yeah. that was very I don't know why I thought Juan Nicasio for a minute. Um, they've been they both been around, but I have this question to the floor. So you had the St. Louis Cardinals who who you almost had like a team wide break protocol. Same with the Marlins, right? I mean, yeah, they had a breakout and it was because most of the team went out. What do you think if the MLB stepped in and said, okay, Cardinals, you are for two series, you just forfeit every game because you broke protocol? I mean, I, because, I, would, be, I would be perfectly okay with that. Because not only are the Cardinals being punished for having to play these seven-inning, stupid seven-inning doubleheaders, it's very little league, but not only are they punished, the teams that they play are punished. I mean, the Cubs had to play a couple seven-inning doubleheaders a couple days in a row. Like that's and, and also, like, you're you're putting the other team at risk because if you're playing that long, you're going to get fatigued. And when you're fatigued, you're more susceptible to illness. That's just the way things are. So you're basically putting two teams at risk just because a team was off for two weeks because they decided to go to a casino. Which also, if you're going to go to a casino, why do you want to go to one in St. Louis? Go to Vegas, for God's sake. Yeah. Why? If like, you're gonna do, if you're gonna, if you're gonna okay. violate protocol like that, yeah. do it the Dennis Rodman way. Yeah, I there's, think there's certain I, states like, okay, if you want to go to a beach, you go to Florida. If you want to go gambling, you go to Vegas. I think What's they went and saw Nelly. I, I think they went and saw Nelly. I'm like 55% sure they went this, and saw 2003? Nelly. 2003. <laughs> that was uh, that's a nice uh, outdated reference there, Joey. <laughs> But no, well, like I like I I heard rumors that he went and saw Nelly. They that they went and saw Nelly, which I mean, isn't Nelly a St. Louis guy? That like that's the only. I don't see he Paul is, Goldschmidt. Is, yeah. I've seen. I don't see, I don't see Paul Goldschmidt as a big country grammar guy. I'm sorry. I don't know. Talk about. Uh, Do you guys want to talk about the NHL now, or? Yeah, oh boy, do I want to talk about hockey. So, right, so. Do you want to adjust the Johnny Goudreau rumors? Uh, sure, yeah. Well, we've gone a little bit too heavy uh, hitting the hammer on baseball. We'll, we'll get a little lighter with uh, with rumors. So, um, the yeah. first round of the playoffs ended. Um, and ended pretty hilarious fashion with the Flames giving up seven unanswered goals uh, to Dallas, who notoriously could not score goals. Um, out of all of the series that ended, I don't know. Like, were you guys surprised about any? Like, I, I don't. Like, I don't really know. Not much. Not any series surprised me. Aside from the Blues, I'm, su- I'm surprised the Canucks beat the Blues, really. I'm going to I'm gonna say this about the Vancouver Canucks, and I know Joey doesn't like Canucks fans after a certain thing that happened nine years ago. It's not um, even just that. But... And also because every other uh, Canadian franchise needs lead fans. But I respect this team, man. They are so fun. They're a fun team so to watch. Easy, so yeah. easy to see. 
and this is a team that has been suffering. And also, like, I just love the team that's considered the underdog. And I don't know what it is with the Canucks and going up against, like, every single series that they won, ever since 2011 round, it was against the team that ended up winning, or that won the Stanley Cup the year before. Because, like, yeah. 20, 2011, they beat 2010 the and 2011 was the Blackhawks. Yeah, okay, well, the Flyers went to, uh, well, they went to the Cup Finals, so I don't, I don't know how much. I mean, I don't know. Um, but to address the Johnny Gaudreau rumors, Luke, uh, I think the Flames are on the con- are on a collision course to blow that shit up, man. I think I think that's what they're they I have think, to do. Yeah. Yeah, because keep in mind this is a core for the most part that's been together since like they've been together for five years. And, like, I know people are going to look at Leaf fans and say, well, you guys had your same core for about three or four years. And to that I say, yes, absolutely. But I'm all for change right now. And you have to look at what's going to get you the most value. And to be honest, you just signed Matthew Kachuk. You're not going to trade him. So who's the next best bet? Let's trade the second highest paid player on your team and a guy who's about to enter his prime – and Johnny Gaudreau, and he had a poor season compared to last year where he had he flirted with 100 points. So, and he's st- like he stated before he's when he when his contract is up or when his career is over he wants to play with the Flyers. So I think depending on how the Flyers season ends, I could see a deal happening there. I don't know what it will be, but I see a deal happening there. I just think that, yeah, I see fans. Do you think it's going to be a deal between, like, do you feel like that, which two teams, do you think the Devils and Flyers are going to be the two teams that will try to fight it out for him? Um, since he does have a home in um, New Jersey, but he does, but it's more people are saying he's going to go to the Flyers because he lives I, in that New Jersey area. Where well, I don't think, I also don't think the Devils are in, like, the the stage to like trade for anyone like that or sign like a big name free agency they got some more rebuilding to do before they get to like that that stage if that makes any sense what I'm saying yeah it does um, I just think that I, I don't know maybe I just I want it I don't want to see him go to the Flyers just for bias alone but well yeah it's still like, liable yeah and I understand you just that. you're no, just so. seeing all these teams getting stronger at this point because you don't want yeah. That's also like, I feel like every division's kind of like that too, because like if you look at the Atlantic division, like it's it's gonna get better. I'd like to think, even though like yeah. the only team I can talk about that's gonna be hot garbage is Florida, and they're still gonna be okay, but they're still hot garbage. And uh, Buffalo's hot garbage, like always. But I mean, I want it. I don't want them to be hot garbage though. I want. Fun. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I want, I want to ask this. Actually, no, I'll ask this to Joey later. Um, but like, as far as other players that I think are gonna get dealt, I heard the Coyotes are gonna blow shit up, man. Yeah. I heard um, Ekman Larson's on the trade block. Oh, Taylor Hall's definitely gonna walk. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I heard. You think Flake Keller's uh, a building piece, or do they? Uh... 
Or do they move he's, on from him, a, too? Not a, I don't think he's a building piece. I, 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 Nick Schmaltz is a is a good second line center, but you need you need a, a top line center, and they haven't had that. Like like they were supposed to have Dylan Strom, didn't work. They sent him to Chicago, now he's their second line center. So now it's kind of like at the point where, you know, you have Nick Schmaltz. Okay, who else? You have Derek Stepan, who, no offense, has kind of looked like a fourth liner the last two years. And making way too much money. Also, who's who do you blame more for not showing up in that Coyote series? Taylor Hall or Phil Kessler? Uh, Taylor Hall. I just think that he's because he's supposed to be this guy who's supposed to come help save your franchise in a way, and he does barely anything. But I can see Phil Kessel doing that. The whole series with Kessel, they both combined on one goal, and it was an empty netter. Yeah, but I can see Phil Kessel doing it more because he's at least been active more a couple of years. Uh, Kessel also doesn't care because he's got a cup. Yeah. When you when you win a cup, you uh, you start to not give a shit anymore. Um. Oh, do we want to rant about Jack Edwards? Yes. Yeah. Let's rant about the Bruins. Joey, go first. I, I know you're chomping at the bit. Um, I, I, I'll let you go first, honestly. I don't really care much. <laughs> okay, all right. This is going to be fun. First of all, let me find a tweet here, okay? Actually, no. No, I'm not, I'm not going to find a tweet because I, I already know what it is, okay? The fact that this man is the biggest homer in all of sports or not all sports in all of hockey and you don't even hide it like at least with with joe bowen being in toronto or rick Jinrat being in buffalo they don't cheer when someone gets hurt the only other person is the other turd that we'll get to in a minute but like you you both saw the clip right cole i don't know if you saw the game between yeah Boston. i said yeah, I but, saw it. I, I did not. Watched, I did not see it, but I heard. Okay, too. but like it, he what like Spetchnikov who got hurt, and to be completely honest, that's a, that's a torn Achilles or a torn ACL. 100%. Oh, that that looked terrible. That injury. Every single every time I see an ankle injury in hockey, I wince because like it like your legs aren't supposed to bend like that, right? So, in what way would a guy like he's like what twenty? Like 19, 20 years old. Why would he yeah. go after a six, seven, or six, nine guy who is literally going to eat him? Like bit off more than you could chew. Bit off what? The guy was in your way. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in awe right now, dude. Like this guy is, and the fact that no, the fact that he hasn't gotten fired yet, just goes to show you how like. Uh, NESN is so biased towards Boston sportcasters. Um, I, I have a funny feeling if that was another person, you would have gotten fired. I feel like we, I feel like a lot of broadcasters over the last like two weeks have really gotten. Mike Milbury. <laughs> oh, oh my. okay. Let me. Why does Mike Milbury still have a job? Yeah. Why does he? Why? Actually, speaking of opinion, which, we... what's the, what's the appeal? Why do you want to hear Actually, from a guy yeah. who someone with up, up with a shoe 30, 40 years ago? Actually, I want to leave it up to a debate. Um, which person has been more worse this past couple weeks? Mike Milbury or Tom Brennan? 
Mike Milbury's had more than one slip up in this uh, this bubble playoffs. Yeah. Tom Brennan, I don't I mean, condone just, what he did. I don't condone I mean, what he did. I think he was an absolute. It was funny the fact that he called a home run. I care about my yeah. faith. I don't, I'm not that kind of person. Just a drive to left field by Castellanos. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've wow, editing, we're gonna kill I've your... been editing that, just putting in other home runs. Huh? Yeah, it's so good. Let it go. Like, let the home run go. You're going to get suspended anyway. What's the difference if you call a home run or not? Do you Uh, think he gets suspended or fired? I think he's fired, like, after that. That's just, like, unacceptable. Suspended. Fox isn't going to fire nobody. He's a longtime commentary color man, so. I don't know. I don't condone condone what he did, but boy, oh, boy. That was just a bad timing, really. Yeah, it was. And also, like, um, to, to to pick on Mike Milbury a little bit more, um, I'm starting to think that he's not very intelligent, like, at all, um, considering the fact that, uh, and Joey knows what I'm talking about, so uh, the Eastern Conference bubble is in Toronto. So Mike Milbury, he's since deleted the tweet, um, but he took a picture of the CN Tower and he had the nerve to call it the sky the needle. The oh, sky yeah. needle. Like, bro, are we in Seattle right now? People <laughs> in Seattle are not that nice. I don't want to hate on the people of Seattle. The city is nice. The franchises you have besides the Seahawks are shit. But that's beside the point. Hey, the Kraken look promising. Okay, okay, yeah, I won't yeah. hate on the Kraken because they they <laughs> have they have nothing to uh to make Same. me hate them yet. Um yeah. But yeah, like Mike Milbury, and, and like I was like, what was the one that started like this whole trend? Was it the Muzzin injury, Joey? Yeah, when he, when he was, he was saying uh, Muzzin was was dogging it, yeah, and the stretcher had to get called out for him. Oh, oh speaking of debates, I, w- I want to ask Cole about this, okay? So Cole, you we talked about Tuukka Rask leaving last week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Do you think during this situation? That a player should be chastised for leaving a bubble and leaving money on the table to tend to his newborn daughter. Because apparently Boston Radio thinks that it's a cardinal sin if you leave your friends in the hashtag the troops or the trenches. Like, buddy, this isn't the war. Like, what? Like, Joey, did you see the Brendan Prost tweet? I didn't. I just. I might be blocked by him, but. Are you? I haven't seen any tweets from him in ages. So. <laughs> or if I muted him or something, I don't know. I don't remember. It's uh, it's strange. I think to be completely honest, hockey should just delete its existence, delete its culture. It's so, it's so shitty. It's so shitty. Like, why Why are we condemning a guy for wanting to go home to his family? It's like, oh, well, you know, he's sitting in his room. He got a cough. Like, oh, did he? Like, Jesus, man. Like, I don't hate this to be a Boston. So, I don't think there's anything else. Well, Boston's up one nothing on Tampa right now as we're going through this. 
Yeah. Uh, and the Raptors basically just put the giant shit all over the Nets. Oh my, what's that, mar- is that like a 30 margin? 30 point margin right now? Oh my yeah. god. That's, uh, that's something. Norm Powell, 29 points. Ibaka, 27. Just deep, man. They're just deep. I mean, hey Cole, if, you, if they had, if they had Kyrie and, and whatnot, if they, if Brooklyn is a scary team next year when everyone is, it's healthy. No, they're not. Like, Kyrie think, Irving is there. I mean, there's Kyrie, but then they got KD, they got Dinwiddie, they got, That's they're going to have Joe Harris, they're going to have. Joe Harris is a free agent. He'll probably end up there. Durant likes him, but I think they're going to trade all those pieces for Bradley Beal. Oh, is that what you think? And they, and they turn into the next uh, wannabe. I don't know, man. Like, I, I really, really like uh, Wolford, too. I feel like he's a superstar on the rise. I, I Trust me. I really love all of those pieces, Joe, but it's one of those things where Durant's window is so minimal now, coming off of, especially an Achilles injury, and you never know with Irving. You He could just live in NASA for the next three years and we'll never hear from the guy again. He's just freaking off the wall. He's, he's had injury problems too. That window is short. I think they're going to try to capitalize. I think they try to make a move for uh, like a Brad Beal or some, somebody, another star that's on the market. I'm going to go ahead and ask uh, the question here about, uh, about basketball. Um, if the Lakers don't win the NBA title, how badly are people going to screw the ball? I tweeted it the other day, and it was, if he wins the title, it's, oh, my gosh, he's 37. He's been in the league for 17 years. Uh, he overcame all this, living in a bubble, two months without basketball. And then if he loses, it's, holy cow, he had to overcome so much. He's got three kids. He's 37 years old. They use the same argument for both sides. It's, it's, it's amazing that it's, that it's possible. Like, I don't know if that's, I, it's only me that feels that way, but that's how I, that's what I think is going to happen. Like he's basically in a win-win situation. No one could hate on the guy right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, Lakers fans are incredibly, uh, just oh, insufferable. Entitled. Yeah. Insufferable and entitled for sure. Speaking of uh, entitled fans, Cole, you had a you had a little bit of a rant you wanted to go on about the the Cubs. Most okay, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a rant, but their window is closed. Uh, David Ross, I mean, David Ross has done a great job outside of one thing, and we were talking about it earlier. Chris Bryant as the leadoff man is the dumbest yeah. possible thing you could have ever done as a coach. Is that a thing? Chris Bryant has been hitting in the leadoff spot. Do you want me to read you his stats? He's an RBI guy. What are you total, doing? In total, or just because him in the RBI or him in the leadoff spot? What are you hitting? He is currently hitting this year a buck seventy-seven on base percentage of two seventy-one and a slugging of three twenty-three uh, with two homers and four RBIs. Eleven for sixty-two. I, I can name three players on that roster I'd rather be leading off right now. First Ian of all, Happ. Ian Happ, dude, he's hitting 315. Like I'm not the I'm a Tigers guy to or, my core, yeah, but like I, I would, 
I, Personally, I would I would rather have Ian Happ hitting in my two spot because he can have a guy on base. Why is Jason Kipnis, a notorious leadoff man, not in that spot? Because he's it's it's platoon central now. I mean, he's basically the left-handed bat. I think it's him and uh, Bodie, David Bodie. But then again, here's the thing: if Bodie can play second, and and here's the thing: he's hitting better. Like he's like no. Two, I, I, 286 compared to friggin' 190 Bodie. No, Especially, I understand Bodie hasn't hit. the DH in play. The only, the only people that are really hitting are Hap Contreras, and I, Baez is a little, I think. I don't I don't think he's How been is, El Mago. hitting, like, the third highest on your team? He's a fourth. Who he's is? He's fourth best on your team. Contreras? No, Jason Hayward. Oh, I mean, he... he, he I, look, he'll never lead off. I think Hap has to be your leadoff guy. You get a switch hitter at the top, and you let you let guys like Baez, Rizzo, and Contreras hit him in. Um, and but it's one of those things. Like I've loved everything Ross has done for the Cubs. They've been actually a pretty successful team this year. Uh, they're currently in the race for the NL Central, 16 and 10. But my God, you got to get Chris Bryant out of that. I, like personally, I traded him. I trade Chris Bryant. He, he's no, not gonna. Fine, he's he's a Scott Boris guy. Uh, he's on his last year of his deal. Get rid of him. I have, I have a comment to say about a Scott Boris type uh, person, but we'll we'll leave that now. Is it quiz time? It is quiz time. All right. So for the first time, Luke is the quiz master. Luke, give us your. Uh, wait, first of all, who's tallying this? Is it gonna be Cole? Uh, or I or, think. Or do you want to tally it because the trick is? Yeah, you can tally okay. it. Yeah. All right, I'll tally. All right. Okay. So, first of all, throw up the topic. Okay, so I saw draft bust, and I decided to go with draft moments plus okay. draft information and facts and fun facts, you know, get some ideas about. Because the NBA draft just happened this week, and the NHL draft just happened this week. So I figured one is just have some fun with these questions. Alright. How many right. uh, questions we got? So I got 12 questions. Okay. Do we have any hints? Um, actually, let's let's not use hints this week to challenge you guys. Ooh, okay. Ooh I like it. Alright. Somebody always uses always So there will be no hints this week. <laughs> and to challenge you guys even more, there's no multiple choice answers. Question. There's no multiple nice. choice questions. Either. No multiple choice? Okay. I like this challenge right now. All right. All right, so question number one. In the 2002 NBA draft, the Knicks drafted Nene from Brazil. As you can imagine, the Knicks fans were not happy. During Nene's interview, you could hear the fans chanting the firing of what Knicks GM? Oh, I remember this. Oh, God. It was, uh... Wait, don't say it, because we want to hear... Oh, I got it, I got it. All right. I got it. I have no idea. I remember this moment. Hold on, Luke, I'm almost done. I think it's... Is it... Oh, God. I don't know how to spell his last name. I don't think that's right, but I think I might have spelled it wrong. 
I know his last name. I can't think of his first name. Okay. I thought it was you guys ready? Wait, I'm um I'm typing in mine. Just give it. me a second. Um all right, I'm ready. I thought of I thought of I, I remember the first name based on an inside joke that me and my buddies had. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one. Okay. So, Cole, I don't know if we could give it to you, uh, Matt, because the first name is not Frank. It's Scott Layden. Is it? Oh. I didn't but know how to spell I, his last name, Luke. I, I knew, right, I knew so, it was so Scott Layden. Cole, yeah. got it. Well, okay. Technically, Joey can get a point for that because he did say Layden, but he did spell it correctly. Wait, wait, so wait, guess, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I spelled it correctly, though. I think, <laughs> I think we could all get a point for that. We all got the last name, at least. Okay, fine. I'll give you a point for that. Okay, I'll give you a point for that. So now everyone cited one. All right. Okay. All right. Number two. Uh, in the 1998 NBA draft, the Dallas Mavericks made a two-person trade to the Bucks to get Dirk Nowitzki. Name those two players in that deal. And they were back-to-back picks, right? I think yeah, but. You said two of them, right? Yeah, two of those players. What was Because the they question? traded them to... Yeah, if I'm correct, they traded them to the Bucks. What was the question they traded? Uh, two two players to the Bucks. Name those two... No, name the two players that were in that deal that the Mavs traded to get Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, okay. Uh, I know one. Cole, I'd be surprised if you get this since literally you're from this area. I, I, I don't know if it's 100% what you're saying. I know what you're asking, but I don't know if it's right. I don't know the a guy's first name, but one of them wasn't to the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, let, right, I'll ask in a minute, yeah. Right, okay, ready? I think I got it. One okay. second, let me think. Hold on. Because I, I remember... Do we get a point for each one that we get right? Um, let's just go with one whole one whole point for that. Oh, four point? Oh, can we get point five? Uh, I guess. Yeah. You know, actually, let's do let's uh, let's do two four points. Let's just do two points. That's okay. Point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you can get. Let's one. do two points. That's totally fine. Okay. All right. Are we all fine and dandy? You guys ready? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Ah, damn okay. it. Joe, you are correct. It is Robert Chandler and Pat Garrity. Cole, you got Garrity right, but it's not Steve Nash. So I got but, one. Yeah, you only got one. And um, Matt, you only got one with Robert Taylor. I love how me and Cole got the ones that each of us were missing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what is this? So it's, so it's Joey's got so Joey's got two. Um, I give. I guess I could give one point to Matt, and it's uh, yeah, one point one for. Point. So Wait, you're still Joey, all tied. Oh with yeah, two. Joey didn't get the last one. So yeah, it's it's three so for you guys. Goal. Are still all tied with two right now. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, no, Cole got the last one right. No, Cole, I have no. three. 
Yeah, Joey has three. He got the last Joey has three. Oh, yeah, thank you. Joey has three. My fault. Joey has three. Yeah, you guys three, are two. Three, two, two, yeah. Three, two, right. two. Cool. Uh, all right. So, number three. When the Orlando Magic won the NBA draft lottery, they won it two times in a row. Name the two years they won and which players they drafted. Is this a four-pointer? Jesus Murphy. Okay, yeah, I'll give I'll give four points to the people who uh, give them the exact year and the players they drafted. I'm trying to I make know, it harder for you guys. That's I know one of them. Can you repeat the question, please? Okay, yes. When the Orlando Magic won the NBA draft lottery, they won it two times in a row. Name the two years they won it and which players they drafted during those years that they okay. won the lottery. With with the first overall pick, you get the idea. They won it twice. What was the second one? Yeah. Oh, it was back to back, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh shit. Um. Um. I know one. Damn it. What's the other one? Are you sure it was back to back? Yes, it was. I did. I watched. I was watching it when they dropped lottery. I was watching the top ten a top ten video of it this week. Got it. And I saw it. I only know one. I do two. Okay. We'll give you one. I guess I'll give you one point if you at least get the year or the name. Huh. I thought we were doing one for a year, two for each year, and two for each name. So it's like a no, four-pointer. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys got it? One sec. God. Sure. Okay. Um. Good and dandy. All right, you guys all got it? Yes, sir. All right, all right, ready? Hold Three. on, hold on. Oh. Yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. Okay. Three, two, one. Just waiting for the other. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Cole, that's not it. Uh, I know. Matthew I, got it right because I it was 92, yeah. 1992. And Joey, that's not correct. 1993. Actually, we'll give you two points because you did say. Actually, we'll only give you one point because you said 93. I wanted it to be 92, 92 uh, Shaq, 93 Chris Webber. So I think so. Joey's gonna get Matt's gonna get four more points. Four points, hell yeah. So I'm about I was six. Thinking, or... I, could, I could not get my mind off of Dwight Howard. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like Dwight Howard was the only like I totally forgot about Shaq and Chris Webber ever being there, but that makes a lot of sense. So I'm running it. I'm running it. Right so I'm giving one point. I'll give one point to Joey. Since so, All right. so it's it's so it's three for Joey. Three for so Joey. Four for Joey. Four for Joey. Two for Cole. And one, two, three. What is it? Six. One, two, three. Six for Matt. Six, yes. six for Matt. Six for yeah. Six for Matt. Okay, so number four. Now, this is an NHL draft question. I got it. In the 1990 NHL draft, this team originally drafted Eric Lindros first overall. But Lindros used to wear the jersey, so he went to the play. So he went to uh, play for the Flyers instead. Name the team that originally drafted him. Easy. Done. I'm going to I think this, I think this is going to be difficult for Cole. No, I, I, I do remember this. This is okay. his old it's time itself. Is it 6-4-2, is... four, four right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But this is just for the team. It's only yeah. one, one point. Yep. This is one of the most, probably one of the most famous draft moments in all sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, you like guys got Alexander's it? Mm-hmm. I've, I've got mine. Yep. I got two. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to spell that. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you all three got it. Yes, it was the Quebec Nordique. Le Quebec Nordique. So, so now it's five Joey, seven Matt, three Cole. Yep. Joey. All right. Hold on. Let me just fix one thing. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Number five. The Jets have been known for making very, very poor draft decisions. In 1983 and 1993, Warren Sapp and Dan Marino were available for the Jets to take. Who did they take instead? So we're not looking for the years, we're just looking for the two players. So 1983 and 1993, who they took? Yes. Yeah, who they took instead of like Dan Marino and Warren Sapp. And garbage. I have brain fart. So two pointer here. Uh yeah, we'll give you two points. Yes. I I think I only know one of them. I can't. Damn. So it was what eighty three and ninety three? Yes. Okay. You're looking for the New York Jets, right? Yes. Oh God, I have no idea. I'm. Brain fart is I know one. I have one. That's all I'm going to get. Guys. Okay. I don't know yeah, the first name. I'll, I'll give you the point if you get it. I'll give you the point if you get it. So. All right. I only know. Is everybody ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. I didn't know the first name. Um, <laughs> we all actually, you guys are all wrong. What? In 93? Yeah, because they got uh, Kyle Brady, the tight end. No. Say what? Yes, they did. I, I just Googled it. I just Googled it. I'm just Googling it now. 93 NFL draft. They drafted Marvin Jones. It was? Yeah, the oh, Jets drafted yeah. Marvin Jones. Oh, they did? I thought it was like um, the, Kyle Beatty. No, that's like the run, running joke with the... Uh, 92, maybe? No, hold I on. thought it was 93. Hold on, hold on. 80, 83 was... Oh, wait, was that 95? Oh, that was my fault. Okay. Right, no, 93 was Marvin Jones, because the Lions have Marvin Jones as a wide I receiver. I 95. Sorry, guys. That was my fault. My, my dumb research. Do we still get the points? You know what? I'll give you it. I'll give you the point. Hey, well, now let's go. Baby. So I'll give you the point because you at least guessed the, the player in 93. That so was my fault for doing research. So it's fine. What I was so looking for, the other, so the other guy I was looking for was Ken O'Brien. I, I would have never gotten that. Yeah, no, I didn't have gotten that. I, I got, I'm not good with, the, I'm not good with the, the, the football. Okay, fine. All right. Now let's go on. We'll, we'll give you the point for that. It was my fault. I'll give you a point for that. Oakley dokley. Okay, number six. Everyone knows that Alex Ovechkin was drafted in 2004 by the Capitals. However, a year earlier, one team tried to get the jump on him. However, they missed the cutoff date for eligibility. Name that team. Oh, Can you repeat that, please? Okay. 
Everyone knows that Alex Ovechkin was drafted in 2004 by the Capitals. However, a year earlier, one team tried to get the jump on him. However, they missed the cutoff date for eligibility. So name that team that missed the cutoff date. Oh my gosh, I know this. I know this. Uh, I can't think of it, but I know I know it. I'm going to shoot myself. I don't get it. Alright. I got this because the GM was a turd on ice. I think he's his GM record. That was his, this was his last GM role. Sure. We'll go this with that his one. His last role as a GM. Oh. Oh, what wait, is no, it? never mind. He was not, this was not his last role as a GM, but I'll, I'll wait. I don't know if Joey will get this, but. All right. I'm, I'm Gucci. I'm in, I'm in, yeah. I'm putting okay. a question mark next to my answer, because. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not 100% sure. Lose points, then. Okay, sure. No. Uh, why not? Let's see what we can do. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Fine. I'll take out the question mark. Nice. Uh, yep. You all got it. It was the Florida Panthers. Florida can't do anything so... right. I'm sorry. I know enough hockey. I just don't know, like, the random stuff. So, let's see. We have – what's the score? Well, Matt's still in the lead. Yeah, 975. Can you? Okay. In 06, okay, 06 yes. you picked Giroux Erlon. Thanks for giving it away. Fuck. All right. Well, I gave you all a point. I'm sorry. Now you gave away the superstar. Now name the GM. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. And now I know the question. Um, I think I just shot myself in the foot. Now Joey's going to gain on me. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh my gosh. And why am I drawing an absolute blank right now? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. What What was the question? Uh, name the GM and the player. Like, name oh, the GM that oh. forgot. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, that's it. No, 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 no. No, I got it. The 70s and the, the fun thing. No, I got it. Uh, you guys got it? Uh, yeah. All right, everyone send sure. in three, two, one. Oh, oh, whoa, mine didn't send. Oh, didn't send right away. I didn't get the, I didn't get okay. the GM. So, Cole, you'll get one point, and Joey and Matt, you get two points because you got Bobby Clark. You're welcome, Joey. Thank you. You're really not thankful, but whatever. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still leading you by three. No, two. It's eleven nine six, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. is that right, Matt? Or, oh, or shit. I just, I just, I duffed that one. Okay. Okay. So, in the 1989 NFL draft, Deion Sanders was selected by the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, when he was interviewed, he stated to you that he was scared of this one team drafting him and asking so much money they put him on layaway. Name that team. Good. Cole got yeah, this one. Holy fuck. This is, oh, this is pardon my swear. This is what Cole was being uh, told when he was a minor, sitting around the table. 
Oh, you guys got it? Um, no, not yet. Who? Wait, who hasn't gotten it yet? Me. Okay. I was going to say, if Cole gets this one, he's going to be screwed for the rest of his life. You, you guys just gave me a big hint there. It's the Milwaukee football team. Yep, yep. The Milwaukee right, Buccaneers, Matt, right? To, Matt, you got it? Yeah. All right. Okay, so everyone's got it. Joey, you got it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it. Three, two, one. Rawr. Yep. Yep, you all got it. Detroit Lions. Adam Al, let's go. Man, you guys just gave away two answers to me. Thank you. Hey, mine was a slip-up. Luke right. implied it. Wait, so Cole has... Is, is it almost like a three-way tie, basically? Is Cole with the double digits yet? It's 12-10-7. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm, 12, I'm 10, far 7. behind. Yeah. Okay. Seven? okay. Ah, so... All right. Number nine. How many teams passed on Aaron Rodgers before being drafted by the Packers in 2005? Ooh, a number question. He was drafted in 05... Isn't it the same amount as Jordan Love? I don't think that's right. I think this is the number. I hope this is the number. Right. I don't know how to word this. So, if you guys can't get it, I'll give you... Should I give the point who's the closest? Or if it, if right? no one's on the dot, then yes. Okay. So, how many teams before... Passed yeah, how many on. Teams, yeah, how many teams passed on? How many teams passed on Aaron Rodgers before you got the pass? Hmm. All right, I'm good. This is actually a I'm from Wisconsin. It's everyone's favorite thing to say. Let's go for it. All right, you guys got it. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Son of a bitch, I was off by one. Okay, so <laughs> it's not 22, it's not 23, it's not 24, it's 21. He was picked 24th, Luke. No, he's no, 24th. No, oh, no, because some teams pick twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a stumper. Oh, man. Oh, he's right. Yeah, because, um, what's it? Uh, the, who picked twice? Oh, they talk about how many teams uh, passed him. Fuck. Who picked twice? Oh, the Cowboys picked twice. Um, so that takes away one. Who else picked twice? Oh, the Vikings picked twice. That's two. Damn it. Oh, that was a tough one. Ooh. So nobody got it right, Luke? No one got no. it. That Where was a really points? good question, Luke. I have to tip my hat to you. Alright. So, number 10. This Let's... Toronto GM... Okay. This Toronto GM thought it would be a good idea to show his false teeth in the 1989 NHL draft. Then that GM. Cole, no, and Matt and Joey, if you don't get this, I'm gonna, I bet you'd be pissed. Wait, what, wait, what in the 1989 draft? Okay, this Toronto GM thought it would be a good idea to show his false teeth. Ooh. Just as it, because I saw this on a top 10 list and I thought, yeah, this might be a good idea. This man is still kicking today, kids. I'm surprised if, I'll be surprised if yeah, neither Joey or Matt get this. It's not a certain radio host, is it? No, 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 no. It's not him. 
because he was the GM. It was 89, you said, right, Luke? Yes. Yeah, he wasn't the GM then, was he? I think so. I'm, unless he was right. the... Unless it was the... No, it was the I'm going to bow out. Okay, well, Cole's not going to get the point, but at least try to make a guess. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Messiah Jury. That <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's definitely oh, not well, right, but... One letter. but it was okay. Much, it's right, J. Right, Matt, Joe, you ready? Yeah. All right, you got. It. Okay, send it. Yep. Or Stalic doesn't have false teeth. George, George Armstrong. Or Stalic doesn't have false teeth, you bomb. I don't know. George <laughs> Stalic's only sixty-three. Uh. <laughs> I think he has false teeth. Yes. Well, <laughs> I know he. I knew he was. A general manager from like the in the nineties, so I figured eighty nine to the nineties isn't that big of a difference. He was only he was only a GM for like I think it was only that off season. And then they named uh I don't remember who who surpassed him. I think he was just there. Yeah, he was he was doing the uh ball sack, I don't even remember. Alright, so Alright, so clearly he's there. So, okay, well, clearly Matt's gonna win this because now, unless he be well, yeah. Clear, wait, hold on, one, two, three. thirteen. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So Matt's definitely gonna win this. But let's see if let's see if um let's see if uh, Joey can make it close. How many yeah, more tiebreakers he ties me? Uh, no, I, I mean there's no tiebreaker because, but I still have well, two more questions. It's not worth three. One more question. You know what? Let's make okay. I'll give, I'll make it. Um, I'll give me get a fair chance for everybody. The last question three will be worth at least let's say. Mm, how much is Cole down by? I'm down by six. Make it three. Okay, we'll make it seven. How about seven points? Okay, Ooh. all right. I'm I'm liking this one. All right, let's do it. All right. Now, well, this is not the last question, but this is this is the next question. All right. The this NHL All Star. This is eleven. Yes. Okay. The NHL All-Star Game had a draft back in 2011. This play was taken last and was so funny to Alexander Ovechkin that he decided to take out his phone out. Name that player that was drafted last. Done. We just like, I know this one. The last player selected? Yeah, he was the last player selected in this All-Star draft. Got it. So they had, okay. You guys got it? All right. Three, two, one. The hot dog man himself. Really, Castle? Yeah, it was Phil Castle. Feel the thrill. I'm waiting for him to upgrade from hot dogs to Philly cheesesteak. Like the name. Oh, a Philly cheesesteak hot dog. What a Philly hybrid? Yeah. So wait, that was worth seven points. Oh, that's twenty no. now. No, 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 that was one. This last one was seven. This last one. Oh, okay. Seven. So this is just worth one. Okay, so I'm at yeah. 14. Joey's at 11. 14, 10, 8. Or 11, 8. Okay. 14, 11, 8. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The, I consider this to be the toughest question. This, this question right now is going to be considered the toughest question of this quiz. So here we go. In the 1974 NHL entry draft, oh, the Buffalo Sabres still drafted a player that actually turned out to not exist. Name that player. Oh, my God. I heard of this. So, seven points is on the line here. 
Jeez, man. Isn't this their first inaugural draft? The Sabres? I'm not sure. I don't remember. But this was in the 11th round, by the way. So it's not in the first round. It's just a yeah, really fun draft. This was like an found. urban legend. Uh, oh! I know. I don't know how to spell him. Is this how you spell it? I have no idea how to spell his name. Neither <laughs> do I. Uh, I think this is how you spell it. Alright, does everyone at least have something? Yeah, I think yeah. I got it. Alright. Cole, do you have anything? No. I'm ready to double um, my points. Babe. I'll try. I'll try. Alright. Just put out any random name. I don't think you're really yep. going to get this. Alright, has everyone got it? Yeah. Alright, three, two, one. Taro Sujimoto, baby. I was right. Okay. <laughs> Each Matt of gets, Okay, well, Matt's gonna get the seven points. Because he, he spelled it correctly. Ooh. Because you forgot to put a T in there, Joey. Well, it doesn't matter. I, 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 I did it phonetically. You did it this Asian way. Joe still lost either way, so. Yeah. Uh, well, now, yeah. I so have to say, those were two really good questions. I like that one, and I like the Aaron Rodgers one. I heard 21, I was like, wait, what? And then I looked <laughs> back, and I was like, oh, that's sneaky. Yeah, that, yeah. that was actually really sneaky. Um, I had another one planned, but that was I just went with this one out of just desperation, I guess, so. We can do, do you have the 13th one drafted up? No, I I only have twelve. Oh, okay. Right. I was so gonna say like, else then. It, it's fine. This is double last question. So Matt, me. so Matt wins. You want to give you a little speech, Matt? Oh yeah. Uh, what can I say? I'm obsessed with the NHL draft. I literally wrote three articles about it, and I have to do a fourth one by the end of this playoffs. I have to do all of them until twenty until this upcoming draft. So, I like I like looking at drafts, especially O three. O three makes me smile. Even though the draft was elite. Well, I also like to apologize for mixing up. I also apologize for mixing up um number what was it number four? The Jets one was screwed up. Yeah, I've had the. I thought I always thought it was ninety three that they had that they missed one tap. It was ninety five. That was just that was my issue with just bad research. I've had the Giambi mishap in the past. So yeah. Yes, sir. All right, so we're a little bit past two hour mark. Do we want to do W's and L's or do we quickly? Wanna... We'll pound them out okay. quickly. Okay. Um, my. Oh, okay. I'll save my W for last. I'll go with my L first. My L is going to be uh, Mike Milbury. It's going to be an eternal L, and uh, I hope I can beat him with a shoe one day. And I'll leave it at that. I'm going to save my W for the end. Okay. My, my L of the week is going to go to Tom Benenin for just making that comment as well as I guess I should just give all the broadcasters the L. <laughs> all yeah, of them. Just <laughs> all of them. Jack Edwards, Tom Benton, and Mike Milbury. Or he's not an announcer, but you get the idea. Yeah. Right, right. All right. I guess I'll go. My W goes to Alfonso Davies and Bayern Munich for winning the Champions UEFA Champions League earlier today. Canadian Alfonso Davies became the first Canadian to win that. 
So congratulations to him. And my L goes to the Philadelphia 76ers for being the biggest frauds in sports. I have one big fat owl, and that goes to one man, none other than Playoff P. Uh, Paul George is <laughs> want to talk about frauds in the NBA. He is that, and we've already touched on it today, but I can only hand him I can I can I can't hand him a nut enough else I should say. So fair enough. My W is going to memes because there were two memes that I saw uh, that were hilarious. There's one meme that I sent to our group chat earlier. And Joe, you know what I'm alluding to. Yeah. Uh, basically, it was a uh, somebody uh, sub quoted saying, uh, how many days away is the election? Uh, and they posted a picture of Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys because they were only married for, I think, about four months, three or four months. So something like that. They're saying it's like 76 days or whatever. So that's how long it's going to be, just using that as a metaphor. And now my second meme that I'm going to say is something that I recommend you all watch. And um, I'm sure you all have heard Cardi B's new song, WAP. I, I, I'd like full di- full disclosure here. I worked out to that song today. Um, I don't okay, condone so, so any. Cole, so Cole, you'll like this song. I'll I don't have any. Cole. I don't condone the words of that song. I just really enjoy the tune. I uh, <laughs> the words of that song. Um, a certain politician by the name of Ben Shapiro reacted. Want to be politician? He reacted to that song. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Somebody songified it. That was so and it funny. Was actually, the funniest thing. I laughed for probably ten minutes straight. It was what so. What word? He's <laughs> <laughs> saying like blows on her s word, and I'm just like, this is, this is so vulgar. This is so, this is just utter filth. Like I, <laughs> if if you guys are, if you guys are ever down and, and need a laugh, just. YouTube, Ben Shapiro, WAP, and, uh, like, and then listen to the song afterwards, and then you'll just probably piss yourself laughing. Like, it's just, it's just so great. It's so friggin' amazing. Um, and with that, I think we're done. Uh, oh, also W to the Raptors for completely laning the nets over their knee and spanking the poop out of them. But, uh, all right. That's about it. Uh, plugging the Twitter, uh, Nosebleed Network, uh, network spelled uh, or Nosebleed, and then uh, N E T W R K, no O, because we don't roll that way. Uh, special thanks to Roster Guy. Raptors will be up after the show. Uh, that's about it. I just saw that Peyton Manning is now watching the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets as a virtual fan. He looks thoroughly confused. Peyton Manning looks like a dad that just figured out how to use technology. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Any other things from you guys? Any any wet ass keywords? Nope. All good. No. Uh, <laughs> I have good. one. Wait, wait is a wet ass p word Paul is uh, pl- playoff Paul? Or, no, or, that, uh, that uh, he uh, everything but wet Matt because he shot like two for eighteen today. So. <laughs> Can we call it DAP? Can we call it DAP instead? We call it... Uh, ooh, I asked Paul. Oh. 
I don't know what we'd cook. Brick? Well, brick uh, I don't know, but we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll come up with it. Hopefully, I'm going to try and make that our title. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll come up with something. All right, all right. Anyway, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Y'all take care, stay safe, and that's it. Take care.